chorus. Okay, you know this. You know this song. Bless and assurance. Here we go on the last. Sing a little bit, so we're gonna 
forward to that this afternoon doing that. But Nell and Robert. Uh, Nell and Robert, yeah. I always remember Nell and Robert. And you know we can go on and on and on with folks praying for us. Folks praying. Uh, I went to church with Member Bobby this morning too. He his sugar's still not regulated well enough. He can't have the gallbladder removed till they get that situated. He can't have the pain block for his back till it so he's just in a, a miserable loop right now. <laughs> See y'all just remember. Elizabeth and Adam. Yes. Have COVID. Oh, okay. Yeah, we thank you for your prayers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're feeling better. Um got on with the pack loaded. And um, they're both feeling better. So uh, they were they were supposed to be in Michigan again this week. Adam's brother's getting married, but they had to put they, they had to cancel that trip. So they, they couldn't go. But uh, again, uh, there's for their improvement in full recovery. And little Zeke. Another one I'd like to ask the church remember Ricky this morning. He's uh, preaching at yes. the other Liberty Hill again, and uh, Kim texted me and said that they've asked him to stay for a little while after church. They wanted to talk to him, so I'm not ready to let him go. So <laughs> pray for me too. I can just get to where, be okay with the Lord's will. Yeah. Yes. Well, Jess and I last last week in our Sunday school class, we told him he couldn't go. So, ain't that right? Remember Jane. Uh, he's not feeling well. His son's, he's having some sinus problems. And he just, he just doesn't feel real well. Remember, Brother Michael McGee, he's not feeling well. Oh, okay. I think everybody's got this. Yeah, the, the, this, this yeah. The, I guess just the change in the season. Another so. one I'd like to church to remember the white family. Thank you. 
talking about um, this you, you know that was two young people two productive young people I mean they were working I don't know what the circumstances were and, and uh, I don't need to know but uh, she said that was a terrific loss for the communities over there and uh, they, are, they are going through something that uh, I have never and hope I never ever have to uh, process in my own mind because I don't know that I could do it. Um, I'll, I'm going to read a little scripture this morning and just uh, uh, we'll move on to our classes after that. But sometimes I wonder when Paul's writing, um, you know, read this, read, I read his letters and, and you think, there must have been something caused that. Uh, so I'm sure there was discussion about things and, and, and then Maybe Paul prayed and, and got an answer, and the Lord said, "Tell him this," and and he would write the letter and send it to him. And um, and and I, I guess because of the circumstances, I was thinking about uh, death of people and and stuff. And uh, over in First um, Thessalonians, if you'd like to turn, I'm just going to read this. It doesn't mean anything said at all about it for me. Um, um, in the fourth chapter, 13th verse, um, I guess this is sometimes used maybe at funerals uh, for comfort. It says, But I would not have you ignorant, brethren, concerning them uh, which are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe, in Je if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of God of, of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. And I can just imagine that, that there were questions about uh, the last day. Well, you know, what about those that have gone on? Well, Paul assured them there that 
they're going to be first fruits. They're going to, they're going to come up first. We're not going to hinder them. Uh, I don't know what that day is going to look like. I can't even imagine that day. Uh, but in my mind, I see people going up and us going with them, going right up behind them. And, and uh, you know, the ones that remain. And so uh, I, I think Paul, as he ended that, he said, use this to comfort one another. And I think that that was the purpose. There were people disturbed about their loved ones that had gone on. And how would they, how would they be uh, presented to the Lord? Uh, he said, don't worry about that. He's got that. He's got that figured out. So this morning as we go through life, we, we see all these tragedies and things and hear about stuff, but um, we can comfort one another with the words of the Lord and uh, the words of the, the Scriptures and uh, find peace and solace there that uh, the world don't have. And, you know, I just, sometimes I see situations where I, I don't see any evidence that people have any association with the church or with Oh, with God, Jesus, that I don't know how they do the things. I don't know how they make the um, uh, situations bearable. I, I guess uh, that's probably why we have such issues with uh, substance abuse. I don't know, but anyway, we've got a job, and we can use it, and we can and we can we can share it with one another for comfort. Sure. So when things like that happen. We've got uh, we we've got help that the world don't have. Has anyone got anything you'd like to say this morning before we take the classes? Hey, Brother Roger, uh, yes, the uh, Brother Wayne mentioned this, and it just started out that I just asked uh, my two daughters to, to come over to nursing home today at two, and I sang a little bit for Mother, and then. Um, but Miss Patsy Hickory there is one of our great gospel piano players for years here in the county, and she's there now. And uh, and I asked Wayne and Leslie, could they come over too? And then uh, last Thursday night, they moved Miss Bonnie from uh, uh, Magnolia House to TLC. And um, she has not made any attempt to get out of the bed since then. And when I saw her this morning, I said, Bonnie, you, you have the company at 2 o'clock. I get out of this bed and get out of wheelchair, and we're going to, she said, I can't do it. But I wasn't talking to nurses, and they said that, you know, she's cleared to if she will. So we hope that'll be a little encouraged to her. But everyone be invited to go. It would like to. There's a church that comes in, they start coming in about 2.30 and have church at 3. I just thought about two o'clock we just start singing some <coughs> songs for them. So um just want to share that everyone is invited, certainly, and that uh, Miss Bonnie is moved there. Which y'all probably was aware of. But no, I she, wasn't aware of okay. I, I knew she had um, um and she had been in the hospital and was they were getting ready to bring her somewhere but I didn't know where she uh had, had gone to. She's at TLC. TLC, yes, ma'am. Well, let's keep keep all those people in mind. That's uh, that's our privilege to do that. And thank you for these encouraging words. Amen. Because they are to encourage us. Yes, Anyone else got anything?
if not, we'll take our classes. And I want to thank Brother Bobby, he's not here, for what he said last Sunday about everybody coming to Sunday school. I was sitting there just about to burst trying to figure out a way to say that, and he just popped up and said exactly what I was thinking. So it was going to be said one way or another. I'll say this about my trip. I love Blount County. <laughs> I'm so proud I live in Blount County. It's pretty flat, isn't it? It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It is good to be back. I appreciate your prayers. Uh, for some that didn't know, my brother helps my sister and my mom, but he had gone on a trip for five weeks out west. So I went down to about the middle of it to help out. So. Uh, I want you to pray this morning that Ricky falls on his face, <laughs> gets out of the book, just goes nuts. You know they're recording this. Yeah. That's all right. <laughs> Not want to edit that, Jess. <laughs> I want to thank Brother Chris very much for filling in for me. I know he does a good job. I listened to it, so I know what he did. He did a great job. And Brother yeah. Bobby did the Sunday before. He okay. drives out of town and yeah. he did a great job. I'll have talked to him then about it. They both did. We're still glad you're back. Thank you. And Roger mentioned something that, that I was actually going to mention this morning. It's not just Liberty Hill. I've talked to several pastors from the association. Folks just don't see a need for Sunday school for them or their children anymore. And that is so sad. Yeah. I remember all the things I learned as a small child in Sunday school. So uh, as you see people, encourage them. Yeah. I mean, we can't make them, but uh, not because I'm teaching it. Because that's the other thing I'm going to mention. It's time to elect a teacher. Not today, but and you won't hurt my feelings at all. Trust me. If you want to hear somebody else all the time. He didn't see me looking at him, did he? <laughs> but uh, it, encourage people for Sunday school. If, if not for them, for those little ones. Yes. To, to build a foundation in the Word, yeah. Because I know... Back there right now, uh, the teachers have gotten together and they're, they're working on each group teaching the books of the Bible to them. Right. Um, so, things like that. I'm sorry, Pam. No, that's fine. I, I was just going to say, I, I just don't think they understand how, how good it is. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was younger, you know, I didn't start, I didn't get saved until I was 15, didn't start church here until about almost 16. But, uh, I just remember Brother Moore asked me when I was going to join the church. He said, we need you. That meant more to me than, than he knew. And I don't think these people realize uh, they need us, but we need them too. Mm -hmm. sure. that, that's an encouragement to the church mm -hmm. to have them. And all these little ones, just, you know, what a blessing. Yes. yes. I just think if they could see the, the need on both sides, it would make a difference too. Yeah. I say, I'm, I'm not picking on our folks here. It's it's an issue. Uh, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. And, and Sunday nights. 
they tell me they just have a handful of people on Sunday nights, yeah. Just not, didn't see the need for it. Yeah, so let's pray and encourage them uh, for what they're missing. Not because I'm teaching, just Sunday school in general. Yeah. I think that's all. Anyone else? We are beginning the third chapter of Romans, and I'm not going to cover this entire chapter. Uh, we, we've kind of beat this dead horse pretty good, as it would say. But this was a really, really big deal when Paul wrote it, because you had, say, half the church Jewish, half the church not. And that, that molding together and fitting together w was a big deal. It really was. They were, in a sense, they were both, both groups were trying to find their footing. I mean, you think about it, if you, all your life and all your fathers and grandfathers and great-grandfathers had lived as Jews, and now you're trying to turn, you know, that, that would be scary. It would have been for me. Sure. Yeah. So, so both groups are kind of trying to find their footing here and to find how to, how to make it mold together, to fit together as Jews and Gentiles. And Paul doesn't take it easy on either group. He doesn't. But uh, I want to read, I guess I'll skip down to about verse 9 uh, as kind of a way of wrapping up this point that, uh, that Paul said it didn't matter. We're all sinners. And we all need to be saved now. And, and he goes for about 10 verses on, I, I guess, the, the universal the universal condition of mankind away from God. What, what, it, what we really, really from Adam's standpoint, what we're made of. But he said in verse 9 of the third chapter, What then? Are we better than they? No, in no wise, for we have before proved both Jews and Gentiles that they are all under sin. There are two groups of people now walking this earth the saved and the lost. There's no in-between. There's no gray area. There's no opinion area, opinionated area. There's saved people and there's lost people. But here's what he written. As it is written, or somebody else wrote it, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth there is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Their throat is an open sepulcher. With their tongues they have used deceit. The poison of asp is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and misery are in their ways. And the way of peace have they not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. But He died for us anyway. Amen. He loved us enough to die for us anyway. Because really when God and Christ looks at us, that's what He sees. That's what He sees. And now here, here's a really important couple of verses. 
Now we know that whatsoever things the law saith, it saith to them that are under the law that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore by the deeds of the law there shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. If you ever want to know and show somebody in the book why, what was the purpose of the law? Why was there the law? There's your answer. It brought the knowledge of sin. You know, if there's no speed limit out there, let's put our foot to the pedal, to the metal. But when they put a speed limit sign up, now there's a law. And I know to follow that law. You know, we mention this a lot. Where is the law in the Bible? What books of the Bible are the law in? Exodus. Exodus? Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And really, Deuteronomy's kind of a repeat, but we can throw him in there. But yeah, yeah. Those four books where basically God gave to Moses to give to the children of Israel what's right and what's wrong. How to live. Yeah. Did salvation do away with that law? Did Christ do away with the law? He he established it. Yeah. Now, there was a lot of ceremony that went in with that that was done away with, like going to the high priest and offering the sacrifices and all, all that went with the ceremonial part of the law. Now, that did stop. But it's still wrong to kill. No, it's still wrong to murder. It's still wrong to steal. Yeah. That hadn't changed. No. You know, sometimes we look at, at what's going on in, in the world now, and in our country, our cities, even out in the county stuff, and, and we wonder why it is that people do what they do. Uh, it's so vile and so not acceptable. It's exactly what you said. Without having boundaries, we have no boundaries. Mm -hmm. And we will do whatever the Adam man wants to do if there's no consequences or there's no reason not to. And, and we've got a generation, we've got several generations of people living that have lived without boundaries. Mm -hmm. uh, nothing established in Sunday school when they were three, four, five years old. Um, no support at home. Uh, if they had anybody, it was a 70-year-old grandmother or something that was trying to help. And that's the reason that, that there's so much going on out there is uh, it's so foreign to us because we, for the most part, were raised in a, in a bound society, I can mm -hmm. put it that way. You know, my mother told me something. If I didn't adhere to it and I walked too far across that line, there was a whole row of privet head switches up there that would get me back in line that most people hadn't ever seen nowadays, apparently. But seriously, uh, they haven't been, the, 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 these things haven't been established in their hearts. So it's whatever the out of bed wants to do. It's what's going on. Yeah. It's, and it's destructive and it's dangerous. And, uh, it's 
it's horrifying at times. So often you hear the world say, I don't want church and all those rules. Try playing the game of baseball without any rules. Try driving Doniana without any rules. Or, or change the rules halfway through. Make people drive on the other side of the road halfway to Doniana. And see, what a mess. What a mess it would be. How you couldn't even enjoy a game playing a game of baseball or volleyball or kickball unless it was rules. But yet so many times the, the throw will be thrown at the church, all those rules. But those rules, that law, was for man's benefit. It wasn't a punishment. It was to his benefit to say, follow these rules. I'll say the word rules, and things will work. Things will work out. Yeah. I'm afraid we've had too many kids raised without rules. That's what you're referring to in the last few generations. Right. Yeah, and they don't have any boundaries. You know, they say that one of the main reasons that a child joins a gang is for his, he feels like he's part of a group that has some boundaries, some rules. One thing that you can definitely say God is not, he is not disorganized. There's no chaos in God. There's order. There's stability. Yeah. You know, I thought many times, we take it for granted the sun comes up every morning. What if, what if our solar system decided it was not going to follow the rules? Well, it's a little bit silly, but... What if the moon decided to come up tomorrow and the sun just, I'll, I'll wait a while when I feel like it. Yeah. But you, you see the order of God just in our existence in the solar system. Yeah. Anyone else? Brother Michael, uh, Pam and I tried to encourage our oldest daughter this week because our grandson's 10 years old and he's sort of testing his independence a little bit. And, and uh, so she has had to do some things to discipline him. And that's hard as a parent. Mm -hmm. sure. You can tell she's stressing. Yeah. We try to encourage her. That, but now is the time an individual has to learn that not only is there rules, there's consequences. Yeah. You're yeah. not following those rules. Yeah. Boy, if you don't learn that, it's early. I mean, we have a hard enough time in our natural man we have that tendency we're all the time mm -hmm. break the rules but we, we, we need to learn as early in life as we can that there is a consequence and so that's that's a little bit tough sometimes yeah. on parents but yeah and it's something it, it, because it's tough some of us don't do it at all mm -hmm. right. yeah but they do a terrible injustice to their children and I when you mentioned the baseball game a ago, I heard a story one time, I read a story. Uh, there was a big baseball convention. Uh, you, you know how they 
you have these big meetings where all the coaches come in. And they invited this guy who had been coaching for years, I think he was, maybe he was in his 80s, to come give a little talk. And he walked in wearing home plate around his neck. He had a, mm -hmm. a lanyard with home plate hanging on his chest. And he started, and people were like, they said some were laughing and some were like, what's he doing, you know? This is kind of an important meeting. And he did exactly what we're talking about here. He said, how many here know how wide home plate is? Everybody's like, 17 and a half inches. He says, what if we've got a player, what if we got a pitcher that just can't hit home plate? Why don't we just widen right to 24 inches for that player? And then we have a batter that can't hit a fastball, so we limit how fast we... And he went on and on, and he says, yeah, that's what our society has done, is tried to widen the base, it's tried to slow everything down, it's tried to, to fit everybody so they fit within some boundary, but he said, all we're doing is destroying it. We're destroying it. It was very... I wouldn't dare go... I can't even remember a third of what he said, but... I do remember reading it, it was like, wow. Now, now, people will go away from that meeting and they will remember that. They probably wouldn't remember yeah. it if he got up there and just gave all kind of stats and stuff, but they will remember that. San Francisco is um, waking up to not having any rules yeah. with these snatching grabs and, and people killing each other like they want to. and. Um, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts our society. There's a mess. Mm -hmm. And like what I call kindergarten. And you get a lot of kindergarten that had any rules. But um, mm -hmm. there was one little boy and it stuck with me for 20 years. I had to get on to him every day, all day long. But he didn't have any discipline. His mom didn't. It was him and his mom. She didn't come up. For anything during the school year. And uh, <coughs> at the end of the year, when we had our little award ceremony the last day, still she didn't come from that either. But uh, he started crying. He was just falling. And he didn't want school to end. And I was, I was like, why is he crying like this? I had to get on to her every day. Mm -hmm. And one of the other mothers says, it's because he knew you cared. He knew you loved you. Mm -hmm. So the kids look for that. The kids need that. True. The rules. Yeah. You know, they need the guidance, especially that young. And he didn't have it at home. But I guess he felt I was driving when we lived on I lived in Oneon. I was driving down Old Springville Boulevard, going towards where you would go to turn right, go to All Good, turn left, go to Inland Lake. And I wish, I wish, I wish I'd taken a picture. There was the most beautiful pastor, pastor like grass, not pastor, <laughs> and. It was green, it was beautiful. And there on the side of the road, a cow was about to kill himself, poking his head through the fence to get to some grass on the edge of the road. And I thought, there we are. 
there we are. You know, the, you, you, if you ever look at fences, a lot of times fences have a barbed wire top that's leaning. Now, it leans toward the way it's trying to keep from climbing up the fence, right? right. Well, too many people think that a church is in a fence with all these rules. But I got news for them. That fence is leaning out to protect me inside the fence, inside the rules. Yeah, it leans out. It doesn't lean in capturing me. It leans out. It's there for my protection. Yeah. It's I thought, Cal, that's exactly right. It's keeping things out of my life that'll hurt me. I thought, Cal, you've got 15 acres of beautiful grass, but you want that piece over there on the other side of the fence. And I thought, there I am. There I am. We've got a beautiful pastor called the church and the scriptures to live in that's got everything we need. Why, why, why do we tease like we want to we stick our head through the fence and nibble on the other side? Yeah, that cow taught me a whole bunch that day, I'll have to say. Anyone else? Using your analogy, you talked earlier from the church Sunday school about Sunday school across the county, across the nation, people mm -hmm. don't go. Yeah. This is talking about rules. It's churches sometimes, churches that are succeeding and moving forward and growing are the ones that understand what are rules that we're talking about here and what is ceremony and mm -hmm. ideas. Yeah. And sometimes yes. churches that uh, I've heard Steve talk about it, and I have uh, David Harper, I think he's been pastoring before. He's my first cousin. We had a two or three hour discussion one time about it not long ago about churches. Not, a lot of churches don't know the difference between the rule for yes. God's teaching yes. and what we think things ought to do. And the world, you can't give in to the world, but you got no. the world is to the point where you. They're not going to allow us as churches to add on to what's in the book. Correct. If, if yeah. it's not in the book and we go to add it, the world will call us yeah. on it and they're going to turn away from us. Yeah. Everybody know the story of the ham? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody know that one? I don't. You don't? Well, uh, a, daughter, a granddaughter was going to cook Sunday ham and the first thing she did was cut it in half. She put it in the oven. The mama did. Yeah, the mama did. Mama. Mama cut the ham in part, put it in the oven. And the little girl asked, why'd you cut it in half? And she said, because Grandma cut hers in half. They went and asked Grandma, why'd she cut her ham in half? She said, well, because great-grandmother always cut the ham in half. So they found out great-grandmother and said, why do you cut it in half? She says, it wouldn't fit in the oven. <laughs> and yeah, if we're not careful, we do it because great-grandfather did it. Yeah. And times change. And our message shouldn't change. We don't bend the rules. You know, but we, how do I word it? We need to be careful that we're following rules and not traditions and, op and opinions. Let me give it that way, opinions. We'll just give an example. Yeah. I don't know, again, we're, we're new to well, I can't read all these films. Yeah. Association. yeah. But does every church have podcasts? 
Well, I don't know that, but if you don't have that kind of technology, yeah. people are not. Yes. People look for that kind of stuff, and there's it's, nothing wrong with having this. Kind no. Of stuff. There's some no. people I know in places that will fight you and say, "You, well, we can't do that. That's not yeah. how I do with that." Yeah. But in yeah. the time we live in, if you don't have this accessibility, mm -hmm. then you're limiting yourself to the people that you can reach. It's not so much about having numbers of the pews. Yes. It's just being mm -hmm. able to reach people. Yeah. So you've got to separate the rules from tradition. Yes. And Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, some churches will fight over having a microphone. Yeah. 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 I know. I sit yeah. here. You know, We're sub. not googling during yeah. <laughs> 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 I thought you was watching YouTube, <laughs> sister. Say something that makes me. I know. Uh, Bible app. Yeah. I have it. I have it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But it's the time we live in. If you don't, you can't be get into the world. But if you don't get, you don't reach them on the yes, you know, the, yeah. Use the things that God gives us. I mean, this is here yeah. for a reason. Use yeah. it for good and not for the sure. Yeah. yeah, Well, there's nothing wrong with a knife for cutting your steak till you kill somebody with it. Yeah, yeah sure. That's, that's and the knife is not the problem. The knife's not the problem. That's right. That's yeah, exactly. A hundred years ago, there was not one air conditioned car sitting in the parking lot. Nope. And I'll give you a perfect example of that. I, I'll never forget, I was walking out of church one time, and nowhere it was is irrelevant, but I was with Joe Terry. And you know, the fat friend of mine, he, he always had a beard. It was not that long, but he always had a beard. And I had pretty much what I have now, and the pastor of that church, as I walked out, said, not you, you gonna have one of those things too? That is so shameful. Of course, I was a smart aleck then. I said, yeah, but there's a big difference. I look better than Joe. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he was raised. It was wrong. Sure. And I thought, oh, my goodness. You know, did he, hope he didn't say that to anybody else. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. but, but I'll take this to the other extreme as far as rules. If you give a half inch, you might as well not have a rule. That's right. When it comes to a rule that's backed up by the book. Yeah. Because... Sin is aggressive and it's never satisfied, even in my life. Yeah. You give an inch that pitch. If it hits the backstop, it was a strike. Like yeah, yeah. So even, even in uh, you know Adam and Eve, they had rules. Mm -hmm. they yeah. They the rules. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, they it was one and they broke it. Yeah. 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 And, and, and yeah. We're, we're still living that. Yeah. But you know, I look at rules too. You know, God knows we're going. We're not, sure. We're going to fail. We're going to fail. But you know, you look at rules as a blueprint for us to live by, and just like these commandments. Yeah, yeah. But use that as a blueprint just yeah. to live a fulfilling, you know, life. Yeah. And that's a blessing. You look at it as a gift. It's a blessing. Yeah. Well, I don't know where I would be if I didn't have the church. Uh, none of us do. Uh, I was raised right. Uh, when you get older, you, you could, can't believe what is out there to tempt you into doing uh, anything. And peers are the same way. Uh, the people that we hang out with, the people that we talk to, we have to be careful every day of our life. And when I was down at Earl's house back in February helping them, uh, when I would go to the grocery store, I would play a game with myself and I would smile at everybody and speak and see how many 
uh, would return that smile, and not a lot did. Uh, we as Christians have to be a light uh, that shines out into the world Amen. and show people uh, that there is something wonderful in what we have in our church. And the best way in my mind I can grasp God's intent with the law for us is my rule that my children couldn't play in the road. It was a rule that would get them in trouble if they broke it, but I did it because I loved them and I didn't want to see harm come to them. And that's the way I look at the law that God gave. It was to protect us. Yeah. And I wouldn't fudge on that rule. If they played in the road, I'd tear them up. But it's because I didn't want them to see harm. That's the purpose of the law. Yeah. You know, when I have to get on to, won't be long, he'll come grab up and hug me and tell me how much he loves me. Yeah. Anyone else? I'm done. And Nobody wants to be the bad guy. It's the problem, you know, with a kid. You know, and here I keep playing, she's a great thing. Well, you know, you don't want her to hate you not want to come. But I, I, I discipline her. And I tell Whitney all the time, I said, I'm not doing her own favor if I give in. And I didn't give in. I held her to it. And but then she still cries, don't want to leave. So, you know, they do want, you know, they want discipline. You know, you don't think they do. So if you hear somebody make a comment, church, you're a bunch of rules, and say, well, thank goodness, he loves you. He cares about you, and he wants you very best. I appreciate everybody's help. Good job.